Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Today we have with us Bevan Collins. He is the founder and owner at Singapore Physio. Bevan, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for uh, asking me on. Yeah, no, it's exciting to have you here. And I know when we prepared for this conversation today, we, we realized that there could be so many topics that you could share with the listeners. Uh, but in the end, uh, we're looking forward to hear from you how you grow your business from a husband and wife operator to Pan-Asia business. So really looking forward to dig into that today. But before that, Bevan, could you introduce yourself to the listeners, please? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so, I'm, yeah, I'm uh, Bevan Collis. I'm an Australian physiotherapist, and uh, we've been my, myself, Vanessa, my, myself, and my wife, Vanessa, have been operating physiotherapy clinics in Asia since we opened in Tokyo in 2002. Uh, so, yeah, we started off just uh, my wife and I as a as a small family owned owned and operated clinic in Tokyo. And then uh, at that time, skiing in Japan was starting to become uh, popular for international tourists around 2004, five, six. So uh, back in 2000, yeah, in those years, we were skiing ourselves in the Seco and our own holiday and started to see more and more foreigners skiing there. Uh, and eventually we thought, oh, you know, these foreigners are probably going to get injured at some stage on their holiday and need physio. So I convinced my wife that we should open another branch in, in Niseko in 2007. And then as uh, the skiing in Japan became more and more popular, the tourists started to expand into more resorts. So we opened in, uh, in Hakuba and then Nozawa and also in Miyoko Kogen. And, and then we, uh, that sort of took us away from seeing patients in in Tokyo year round, and then we decided to uh, make a move to Singapore in 2013, and we opened Singapore Singapore Physio in 20, 2013. So that's basically our story. Okay, sounds very exciting. And what kind of services is it that you offer, Bevan? So our core service is is uh, physiotherapy, which is you know injury management, uh, post op rehabilitation back pain, neck pain, knee injuries, uh, shoulder injuries. And then because my wife, Vanessa, and I both uh, were heavily into triathlon for a long time, we, we see a lot of running and endurance sports injuries. And uh, I also do uh, bike fitting is quite a big part of my service in Singapore these days. Fantastic, Bevan. I know you've done two of my bikes uh, as well. So yes, indeed, I, I try to serve as an excellent service and great to hear that you look after other triathletes as well. And uh, so how big is your operation now? How many staff and how many locations? So uh, in in the city clinics, I call them, in Singapore and Tokyo, we've just got the two clinics and we've got about 15 staff in total. And then come winter time, uh, well, a normal pre-COVID winter, winter and hopefully post-COVID winter, we ramp up to another four locations and we go up to over 50 staff uh, from December to March and then sort of back down to, to 15 for the rest of the year. 
Wow, that sounds very challenging. How do you find the staff then? Is it the same staff that come back uh, season after season or how does it work? Yeah, so we, we're lucky to have uh, quite good retention rates for the winter staff because, you know, we can really only offer them employment from December to March and then they have to find something else uh, to do for the rest of the year. So we've had a few staff that, that work the double winters and that do physio in the, in the Australian ski resorts. Um, we have had one staff work with us for 11 winters and another staff do to six. Uh, most of our staff come, pretty much all of them actually, come from recommendations from previous staff. We haven't advertised for a physiotherapist for long, quite a while. Uh, so usually it's in a physio world, somebody's working in another clinic after they leave us and people start talking about Japan and they say, if you want to do a season in Japan as a physio, get in touch with Bevan and they, and they kind of just come and message me. Okay, that sounds very exciting and a bit of challenging as well. So when we spoke also, Bevan, uh, I know you've been scaling uh, by yourself. Is that right? Or have you had external investors around the journey? Uh, so we haven't brought in any investors uh, at all. So we've still maintained uh, 100% ownership and bootstrapped our business, I guess, right from the start. So we have had staff members who've been with us for uh, a few years who wanted to uh, get a partnership, but um, we made the decision early on that we didn't want to go that route. It just sort of seemed to make everything a little bit tricky and I wasn't sure we would ever align our goals with our partner's goals 100%. And uh, so we've we've just uh, decided to keep 100% ownership, which is got its pluses and minuses, I guess. Some staff have left us when we've told them that, but it makes things a little bit simpler and, and decision-making a little bit easier and less conflict in a lot of ways. I think if it's, uh, I think it's been the right decision for us. I know that it's something that a lot of uh, startups have to decide when and how to give up equity in their business. Um, but we decided better to, to, to keep it at 100%. Right. And Bevan, what is next for you then? And, and what is the goals, perhaps, uh, if you're looking into the future? Uh, we would like to scale our business in Singapore a little bit more. Um, we, I think, I guess our business is expat services. And I, I think the expat services market in Singapore is is going to be on the up over the next five to 10 years with more and more people or companies putting Singapore as their Asian headquarters. So uh, we recently opened up a brand new, uh, larger and and, uh, and more well-equipped clinic in Camden Medical Center. And we do hope to, to open maybe two or three more clinics over the next uh, three to four years in Singapore. And in Japan, well, we think that there'll be a strong rebound for tourism in Japan. I'm not sure if we'll go. We we, we have thought about Ferrano and we, we might open one more clinic in the ski fields of, of Japan as well. Um, and in Tokyo, we no plans to expand there. The ex, you know, expat services in Tokyo's, uh, I don't think, probably got as bright a, a future as, as Singapore as a lot of companies have moved away from having headquarters in Tokyo. Right. 
And uh, what about in the future then? Do you have any exit plan thoughts already or that's something that you will see for yourself in the future? What happens? Uh, we, I, I've always sort of thought that our business wouldn't, it's a little bit unusual that a big um, private equity firm wouldn't be interested in us. But uh, speaking to some people, they've said, well, you know, you've got something pretty unique and uh, if a private equity firm or, or maybe a company that owns uh, a chain of medical centers who want to take over a physiotherapy uh, clinic, then, you know, maybe our business would be saleable. So we are starting to think about that now after doing it for 20 years. And my wife and I, you know, I'm just turned 50. So we started to, to cons consider that. And so we really need to work on our business to make it uh, more attractive, I guess, for sale uh, eventually. Mm. Mm. And uh, do you have any tips for someone or the listeners? Uh, how, how should you start? And uh, it's on so many entrepreneurs' mind to go and expand perhaps outside Singapore and go to expand in another country in Asia, but perhaps they haven't taken the leap. What would be your, your tips to them? Yeah, it was... Uh, starting in the ski clinics was was kind of natural and, and that was our first... Uh, our first expansion and that sort of took us away from being hands-on in our uh, clinic all day every day in Tokyo uh, so I think we were very lucky in physiotherapy you know people who are physiotherapists tend to be uh, you know done quite well at school they tend to be quite responsible uh, and we do I think you really need to put a lot of trust in your staff if you're going to leave your business which I've always done I've just sort of hired people I think are really good and um, and put faith in them to to uh, I'm not a micromanager you know I tend to if anything I probably trust people too much um, so I think that's important if you're going to scale because you at the end of the day you can't oversee everything and you have to put trust in people and yeah for us moving to Singapore I just sort of as a, as a diversification I could see in in the expat services market in Tokyo you know, our patients, you were seeing patients from investment banks and uh, um, lawyers, and a lot of them would say, oh, they've just moved my whole desk or my whole office to Singapore. Or they've just moved my whole team to Hong Kong. So I could kind of tell that there was a, a shift away from companies having a lot of expats in, in Tokyo. And uh, for our business, they were giving them less health insurance as well, which wasn't great. And there was less expat packages around. So I sort of thought, well, to diversify our risk, moving to a, a place like Singapore where we had a network of our ex-patients here as well as the connections with the ski fields with all the Singaporeans and expats holidaying in Japan, it just seemed almost um, like an insurance policy for us. If we just hung on to Tokyo, it, it probably would have even been even more risky because we, we had all our eggs in that basket, I guess. Yeah, well, thanks for clarifying that and congratulations again, Bevan, for building this business then that uh, seems to be very successful these days. And thanks for being on the show, sharing some of your learnings with the listeners today. Do you have any final remarks that you want to leave with the listeners? Um, oh, not really. Thanks very much, um, Nick. It's been great to be part of EGN and I've enjoyed getting 
back out on the bike with you and the other uh, cycling guys in EGN. I'm starting to get a little bit fitter, not back to my triathlon days or not as fit as you are after your Ironman last uh, month, but um, enjoying enjoying getting back out and um, yeah, look forward to to more rides and, and events with EGN in the future. Sounds good, Bevan. And if anyone here of the listeners want to get in touch with you, let's say that they want to do a bike fit or a physiotherapy sessions, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, yeah, our website's very easy to remember, singaporephysio.com. And for our, uh, you know, our names are very simple. When it's echophysio.com, tokyophysio.com, uh, and we were also asiaphysio.com, which is kind of our overall banner brand. So all our contacts are on those uh, easy-to-remember websites. Well, congratulations for securing those uh, domains and websites. They'd be worth a fortune in themselves, I believe, Bevan. Yeah, I was <laughs> lucky that I'd, I actually didn't buy them off anyone. I got them straight uh, off the GoDaddy uh, shopping cart, so I was <laughs> I was lucky. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a, add that to the bucket list for the exit plan. I'm sure that's worth a lot. Those domains would be someone very interested in that. So well done, Bevan, and great speaking with you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at some of the EGN bike rides and events soon as well. So thanks for today. Thanks, Nick. Thank you for listening to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secret of the C-suite. 